1: Joe, it's Valentine's Day week and this week on the WCBS Small Business Spotlight, you speak with the owner of a big jewelry brand, they're based on Long Island, Fortune Off Jewelry.
0: And here's what I love about this week's podcast, Neil. Esther Fortuneoff is a famous retail name. Her grandparents founded Fortuneoffs and Esther is now running the jewelry business of Fortune offs. And what you will hear, I think, in this podcast is that even though she is from a famous retail family, her instincts are just like every other small and mid-sized business owner you know, maybe even yours. Here you go. In 2010, you took over yourself the jewelry business. Is that right, Esther?
1: Yes, yes. After we... Um, bought back our IP and our name, I decided to try online to sell jewelry online, which is maybe counterintuitive, but it seemed to be the trend. And so it was a different kind of exciting challenge. We photographed my brother and I, who had also been part of the jewelry business, 3,000 items, rushed them into gorgeous photography on a website and sent out emails to our existing customers. And it was actually a great success. But customers so often said, you know, I'm happy to buy from you online, but the higher priced items I'd really like to see and touch. So even though I had a, an online business, fortuneoffjewelry.com, for four years, pretty early on I realized that I needed to go back into brick and mortar.
0: Esther, what? motivated you at this stage in career to restart the business online instead of in a store?
1: Well, you know, my grandparents were innovators, my father was, you know, looked into what's the next thing, what's the next trend, and so it seemed like online was the right way to go, and it was actually easier to start up, I could do it very quickly, so we were only out of the market from the time that Fortuneoff closed to my restart in November 2010. We were only out of the market for one Christmas. So it was a rush to get back into business and to try to give the Fortuneoff experience online.
0: And did you know a little, almost nothing or a fair amount about online before you went there?
1: My brother knew a lot more than me because he had run our very successful bridal registry online. The the Fortune Off Bridal Registry had been very big. Uh, I knew a little bit about it because jewelry was always online, and I was the chief merchant of the jewelry division, but it was never a very big part of the old Fortune Off business. It was maybe 3 or 4%.
0: Just so interesting. And I I guess your grandparents and parents would uh, be very proud that you are a pioneer in your own way, uh, taking the business online first. But now you have a store. Yes. So do you operate the website from the store all day? What do you, yes. What do, you do? Yes,
1: we do operate the website from the store. Um, I have a customer service person in the store. So she's sort of the voice of the internet and customer service. We fulfill the internet from the store which means every product that's shown online is also available in the store. Um, but there's more in the store, things that are more unique, things that are hard to photograph in certain cases. So there's more in the store than online, but we do both.
0: Where do most sales come from now?
1: The Most sale- sales are people walking into the store and purchasing something. Although interestingly, and I'm sure you know this from your other business, um, contacts people start their research online so many times they're going to come in with you know here's my phone may I see these five pieces and then make a decision
0: and does that save salespeople time
1: it does but sometimes it you know is sort of people can't really tell scale that well from websites in certain cases and so um, it's a good place to start But often we're running around looking for that one item when really the better choice is something that's, you know, right at a showcase that you could show them.
0: When I looked at your website, it was beautiful. It was, it seemed to sparkle even though it was on a screen and there were all these bright colors of jewelry. So do you do that in-house? How do you have such a beautiful website.
1: I actually work with a photographer who is the daughter of the photographer I started work with in the 80s who did the Fortune of catalogs because I always did the Fortune of catalogs. And so she's actually the, the daughter of my original photographer and I've worked with them all these years and I have um, some very talented graphic design people, and we put the concepts together in the store, but it does get shot um, on her set on Long Island.
0: I just saw these bright, dazzling colors. So how did you make that happen? What what led to that?
1: Well, one thing in my store is a mural that was painted for the opening of the Fifth Avenue store, Uh and it's gorgeous colors. It's painted by Giancarlo Impelia and it shows New York in 1922. Mm. And so it's very, very vibrant color and <laughs> is New York scene. And it was also showing our Fifth Avenue location. So that, to me, the br- vibrancy makes it very different from other jewelry stores and is just more interesting visually. And so I work off of that and often I'm not afraid of bright color and strong color, which a lot of other people in jewelry, you know, don't use.
0: From that photo, from the appropriately from, from the roaring mural. 20s. Yeah, yeah. From the Fifth Avenue store. So who do you sell to, uh, men or women? Who, who's your customer?
1: Well, Fortune always catered to women, m- much more than many other stores. We always had women salespeople, women managers women-buying team.
0: Even in the 50s and 60s? Yes, always, wow.
1: always. Um, and that was one of the secret sauce, set us apart. But we certainly sell to men, and I'm happy to have men come in, and I help guide them and try to make it effortless so that we can understand who they're buying for, and I can suggest the right jewelry for for that person. But I'm happy that I have women repeat customers all the time who just you know, buy something small for themselves or maybe buy something big for themselves. We also redesign jewelry, like maybe they inherited something and they want to change it and make it more modern, and I work with people to do that. So I would say it's 75% women.
0: Who runs the business? Because it sounds to me like you love to be in the store.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> Is somebody <running> watching
0: <laughs> the books back there?
1: No. Well, no, you it's are. a team I hired <laughs> back. Almost everyone who works for me in the store is a previous Fortuneoff employee. So what's great is the diamond buyer is there, a Pearl buyer is there, my operations manager is there. So they enjoyed the Fortune off work environment from before, which is very employee friendly. And they were happy to come and help me fulfill this vision. So also my CPA is from, you know, before. And you love
0: your store, don't I you? I do,
1: I love the store. And it, it's fun, it's friendly, it's down to earth, it's filled with gorgeous jewelry, but it's a nice environment.
0: What have you learned and learned from your parents and grandparents that you would pass on to other business owners about selling and sales?
1: Well, keeping your employees happy and having your employees feel like family and acknowledging what they do, what good they do, is I think really important. And my grandmother taught me that and my grandparents knew everybody who worked there and acknowledging the guy in the stock room was also as important as acknowledging the million dollar salesperson And so the sales force and everyone who works there, the team, is really important. Plus, I believe that just treating your customers in the way that they would most want to be treated, even if maybe you're giving up more than you should, or maybe I do things that some of my salespeople think are ridiculous, like, why are you giving into that? I I just think it's going to come back in the end. It's going to be worth it. You know, life is too short to fight over things. What's your goal now? My goal is to continue to serve the community, be a good ethical person, be involved in ethical issues, and to get everybody who used to love Fortunoff to come back into my store in (laughs) Westbury or visit my website at fortunoffjewelry.com. And I even have a little email: ask Esther at right. fortuneoffjewelry.com.
0: And and you you will answer I will it. Answer. I have no doubt because you love this yes. process.
1: Yes.
0: Esther, I, I don't think retailing would be in the problems that it is if there were more people like you in it. I'm telling you.
1: Thank it's you. Wonderful Thanks. to meet you.
0: Thank you, Esther. You too.
1: You know, I love how Esther Fortuneoff. Has kept her brand alive and fresh, doing new things. Kept a family business running and thriving, and you know, with digital now, and being able to turn that business into a major money maker on digital, and keeping the showroom, the brick and mortar, really supplies that.
0: And what was really interesting to me is that her first instinct and her training is not in online sales, but she decided to jumpstart the business. Digitally, Why? Because that's where the fastest growth was. So Great ne- instincts. Next week, Joe, we have another fascinating business, and it's something different. Uh, tell us what it is. Well, you know, they say that crime shows make very good podcasts, a lot of interesting podcasts about crime. Mm-hmm. Next week, you'll hear the owners of a business whose business is cleaning up crime
1: scenes. (laughs) ITS Environmental Services next week. These guys are just out of the drama TV show. It's kind of funny.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.